Morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and this is Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit is fed, where my faith grows stronger, and where I learn how to be an overcomer. You're supposed to win. You're supposed to overcome. That is God's will and plan for your life. Uh, people have gotten mixed up about that. And, you know, well, you know, you, you win a few, you lose a few. That's the way the old ball bounces. Well, uh, new creatures ain't bouncing the old ball anymore. We, we're new creations. We, we've got the plan of God. And the spirit of faith is the spirit of victory. Yes. You know, we say that a lot of times at the end of the class. Uh, faith is the victory that overcomes the world. Uh, my faith overcomes the world. Uh, so said out loud, the spirit of faith, the spirit of faith is, is the spirit of victory. Spirit of victory. Uh, another way of saying that is the, the spirit of faith is the spirit of the overcomer, is the spirit of uh, victory, the spirit of the overcomer. Uh, the enemy will try to, through past experiences, bad experiences, uh, try to get you to see yourself as a loser, see yourself as a victim, see yourself as a defeated one. And that's not what you are. That's not who you are. The Lord didn't make any failures. Now, just because you've experienced a setback, that doesn't make you a loser. Hmm? doesn't make you a failure just because you messed up on something. All of us have, have made mistakes and come short, but uh, experiencing a setback doesn't tell you what you are. Don't identify with past failures. Identify with Christ. Yes. Hallelujah. Identify with who you are in Him. We got flesh and we don't know everything. And you can yield to your flesh. You can act dumb. And you can do dumb stuff. And you can cause yourself and other people problems. But if you're born again, that doesn't change what you are in Christ. Right. We need to quit talking about our failures and mistakes. And quit looking in the past and looking back. And begin to talk and, and confess and declare and decree who I am in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Uh, I'm not just an, just an old sinner saved by grace. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Is that right? I've been made right. I've been made clean. I've been made holy. I've been made acceptable in the beloved. I didn't earn it. I didn't deserve it. The Lord bought it and paid for it and gave it to me. But I had enough sense to receive it. Right? And agree with him. And if he says I am that, then I say I am that. Right? Come on, somebody said out loud, I am. I am. 
an overcomer, an overcomer. In, Christ. in Christ. I am, I am more, than more than a conqueror in Christ. In Christ. I, am I am a victorious one, victorious one. In, him. in him. Hallelujah. 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 Keep that in your mouth. Keep that on your mind. Keep that in your ears. It'll change your life. It will change things around you. Uh, we've been studying about faith for healing for weeks now, and that's part of us being uh, overcomers and conquerors. If you've been any time in this world and in this life, you've come in contact either personally or other people that you know with sickness, weakness, disease. It's just all around. And we've, we're given uh, the promise of Scripture of long life. The scripture said, uh, Psalm 91, with long life, I'll satisfy him, talking about the one that trusts in him, and show him my salvation. Well, you'll have to be healed and protected to make, make it to a long life. Because there's uh, 10,000 things that'll try to kill you, uh, whether it's accidents or crime or disease or uh, everything in the world from uh, inherited problems and birth defects and poison in, in the air and food and water and all these kind of things. It'll take the power of God to get you over, to heal you from, to correct from the damage, to sustain you and strengthen you so that you make it the whole course. And you run your whole race and finish your, your whole course and you get so old, the old people call you old. <laughs> then, like the scripture says, when you're aged and satisfied, when you and the Lord get good and ready for you to go, then you leave here and depart and be with Christ, which is far better than being here. But you don't have to die young or wrong with one of the devil's stinking diseases. You don't. Don't let anybody tell you that you have to. Don't let anybody convince you that it's God's will for you to uh, be hindered and restricted and, and die young, die wrong. No, this is part of our inheritance. This is part of our redemption, but it is laid hold of with our faith, and it is walked out with our faith, which is why we need to have our faith fed. Uh, come on into the classroom and put everything else aside. Let's pray and believe for the specifics today. Father, we ask you for the anointing, for the direction, for the guidance on just these things that you're already talking to us about. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Look with me, please, in Mark 5 again as we continue our study of the healing with the woman with the issue of blood. We know it's God's will for people to be healed because everybody that ever came to Him to be healed got healed. No exceptions. Everybody that ever came to Him seeking healing and to be healed got healed. And we're given... Uh, a number of individual cases where detail is, is revealed, and that's why we're camping on this today. Mark 5 
and 25, a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. Now, why did it tell you all that? Because there all too often and all too quickly, you can be in a situation where no man can help you. That's not speaking disparagingly of the doctors or the nurses or whatever field you're talking about. Thank God for good people in these fields and the natural help that they are. But whatever area you're talking about, you know, the psalmist said some uh, trust in horses and chariots, but we'll trust in the Lord our God. Uh, and that doesn't mean you don't have an army. Hmm? Uh, there's people try to tell us, well, why don't you just you know, quit spending all those billions on military and just trust God? Well, because that's not what he told us to do. <laughs> and uh, uh, you have a military and, and the Lord would help your military. But if you put all your faith in your military, you're going to find out it's not enough. Hmm? And so uh, she was in a situation where no uh, physician could help her. And that happens every day in our world, every day in all of our cities. Uh, the best of the best look at patients and say, you know, there's nothing more that we can do. Uh, but that doesn't mean nothing can be done, right? right. That means man can't do it. But man is not the only uh, help available. Thank God for the great physician. She was nothing better, but rather grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus, that's when everything changed. She came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes... I shall be whole. We were talking about yesterday. She got exactly what she said. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus immediately knowing in himself that virtue or power had gone out of him, he turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? We see in Mark especially an emphasis on that it, the clothes the clothes, the garment, the clothes. And we were asking the question yesterday, why? Why emphasize this? Jesus was aware when the power left him. The woman was aware when the power came into her. She felt in her body. She was healed of that plague. And yet she touched his clothes only. That's what is emphasizing. Uh, notice with me over in Acts, the 19th chapter. Turn over there. We, we saw yesterday how that on the Mount of Transfiguration, um, Jesus' clothes were affected by the glory that came on him and, and on them and around them. His clothes, the scripture said, became uh, shining and brilliant white, whiter than you could ever make clothes uh, just with natural means, with any kind of bleach or any kind of whitener. Uh, it was a brilliant, brilliant white. I know my father in the faith, Kenneth Hagin, who's in heaven now, he said uh, on more than one occasion, he saw the glory of God. And um, 
uh, he said, uh, it, he said this is the best way he could describe it. He said it looked like a bright, bright sunlight shining on snow. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. It's like, a, and he said, and that didn't quite describe it. Well, what you see here is God is light. And you, you also see the purity of God. There, there's no contamination in him. There's a, everything down here is contaminated. Everything. Sin and the curse has messed everything up down here. I mean the earth, the planet, the core, the atmosphere, everything has been defiled, distorted, twisted, corrupted because of sin and the curse. So much so that the Lord's not going to fix it. He's going to replace it with new heavens <laughs> and a new earth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you and I get to experience that. Hmm. Man, if everybody knew this, they'd, they'd come just as quick as they could to Jesus. Wouldn't they? They would come. So be sure and tell them about it, right? And invite them because this life is very, very short. It's going to soon be over. And oh, the glories for, of the future for the children of God and the people of God. So the glory was manifested and it changed uh, the appearance even of what he had on. So in, in Acts 19, you'll see a similar thing. It says, God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul, so that from his body, we know and in particular his, his hands were involved, were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs, this was cloth, and aprons, this was even like a, a work apron, and the diseases departed from them, and the evil spirits went out of them. What contacted the people? Cloth. <laughs> cloth. Well, I mean, they were probably already touching some cloth. If cloth would heal you. I mean, there are sheets of some kind on almost every hospital bed, right? I mean, if cloth would heal you, healings would be popping everywhere. So it's not just the, the cloth. It's not just the material. What was it? We know it was what was on Jesus that saturated his garments. Yes, right. right? And obviously then, it's what was on Paul. Something uh, and someone was on Paul, and that saturated his garments. And it also, he, when he would have something on his person or he would put his hands on handkerchiefs or, or aprons, then that anointing would come on that cloth or go into that cloth and saturate it. And it would be uh, kind of like a, a battery, uh, a storage of that anointing. And then when the, what did it say? When the uh, cloths or the aprons, they were brought to the sick, then the diseases departed from them and the evil spirits went out of them and... Apparently, this was without anybody touching them at, at that location. You'd have to add to the scripture to say that anybody prayed for them. And we know prayer is right and laying on the hands is right, but, but this is something else. Can you see this, class? Yes. What drove out the disease? 
The anointing. The power of God. Something you can't see. <laughs> the invisible drove out the invisible cause and restored the visible body. Mm -mm. Huh? Reckon that can still happen today? Oh, it's happening. It's continued to happen in every generation, not for doubting skeptics. Not for intellectuals who scoff and mock at the Bible and the things of God. They are shut out and kept out. But for believers. Didn't Jesus say these signs will follow who? Those that believe. Part of it was evil spirits being driven out and leaving. And part of it was they'll lay hands on the sick. And they shall recover. Well, what would cause them to recover? People say, well... I don't believe in all that stuff. I'm, I've, I've been to school. I've got degrees. I, I believe in science. I believe in medicine. I believe in stuff you can see under the microscope. Uh, you're going to tell us that you don't believe things exist that you can't see. <laughs> You've never seen an atom. You've never seen electrons, neutrons, protons. You've never seen, uh, you know, you, then you don't believe in magnets. <laughs> right? Why? There's a force. Right? In magnets. All magnets have a north pole and a south pole. That's, uh, some of us thought well, the earth has a north, exactly, because it's a giant magnet. You've got this, this dynamo on the inside uh, of molten, uh, and it creates electrical currents and those electrical currents shoot out of the top pole and all around the planet into the bottom. That's why we see the, the, what they call the northern lights and, and those lights that you're actually visibly seeing something that normally is invisible that you can't see. You're saying you don't believe that we have a magnetic field that protects us from solar radiation? You're not as educated as we thought. <laughs> Huh? It's unseen. Then you don't believe in gravity either. Because gravity is invisible. It's a force. See, it's ignorance to say you don't believe in the existence of things that are invisible. That, that's ignorance. And people, will, if you let them talk a little bit, they'll contradict themselves. In just a few moments, they'll tell you about loving somebody. That's invisible. Having a thought, having a feeling, being happy. Uh, when you ever saw happiness under the microscope? Show me a slide of happiness. <laughs> oh, look at the little happies, Justin. No. Uh, <laughs> <it's> <laughs> there are invisible realities. There's another dimension. The Bible describes it in detail. It's called spirit. God is spirit. You are a spirit. It's what you are. You're not just a body. Your body is the house your spirit lives in. But you are, uh, you're made out of material that is not seen with the eye, that can't be touched with the physical hand. But the amazing thing is that this invisible force manifest and changes things in the visible world. And this is what we should all be excited about. 
Is that what we just got through reading about? This woman heard about what was happening in Jesus' meetings. She heard about the healings, the deliverances. We're not told exactly what she heard, but just that she heard about Jesus. Well, something stirred her up to think she could come get a healing. Right? What did she hear? She must have heard about healings. She must have heard about deliverances. Well, what's causing these healings? An invisible force. Huh? And an unseen power is changing people's bodies, is delivering people from evil spiritual influences of depression and heaviness and confusion and, and all of that stuff, and is literally changing body parts. Literally, physically changing. Now, now, those who study physics and those who study this field, these kind of fields, they will tell you they believe that energy can change matter. I mean, they got math strings long as this room to explain how it works. And still they tell you, we don't fully understand it. Well, of course you don't. <laughs> you, get, you get to talking about God. Unseen energy. And then it's like, like uh, energy can become matter and matter can become energy. Well, um, the Holy Spirit came on Mary, His presence, and, and she conceived a, a child inside her, and the Word, which was unseen, became flesh. Can you see that? Hallelujah. Well, that's the only time that has happened, and that's the only time that's going to happen. That's a one only <laughs> There. Anybody tells you something different, don't believe them. And yet, the Word is still becoming flesh in our lives in the areas, if the Bible said you'll lay hands on the sick and they shall recover, and you lay hands on somebody in faith as a believer and they receive it in faith, that Word, the power that's in that Word can and will materialize in the flesh of a man or a woman. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, if you say, well, I don't believe in all that. Well, you won't be bothered with it. You will not be bothered with it. It doesn't work for people who don't believe in it. Because faith is the unseen force that gives action to the power. It's not just the power that does it. The Lord didn't just say, my power made you whole. What did he say? Your faith has done it. Well, we know the power was involved in the healing. We know that. He sensed the power come out of him. She sensed the power come into her. It was the power that did what 12 years of procedures and medicines and everything else could not touch, could not change. Said she was worse after all that, not better. But in a moment, with no pain and no cost. Hallelujah. In a moment. Can God still do this today? He is doing it today. He is doing it today. Don't kid yourself. It's happening. Just because you don't see it on the news in every place. You know, most people don't report good news. They only report the bad news. But, but uh, it's happening. It's happening. Especially where people 
uh, in different corners of the world don't have access to things and they don't have access to any natural help. But if they believe God and in simplicity reach out, healings are always happening. They're, they're happening more than people think. Well, what does that mean? An unseen force is changing something visible. Hallelujah. Changing something visible. Well, uh, something was on Paul. And handkerchiefs or aprons were taken from his body, from having contacted his body. Well, of course, hands are part of the body too. And then those cloths were taken to the, uh, the sick or to people who were mentally anguished and oppressed and spiritually oppressed. And when that cloth was put on them, then uh, something came out of the cloth <laughs> and onto them and effect. Did anybody believe the Bible? Oh, yes. Is this a fairy tale? Is this fiction? Is this a magic? This is real. This is real. Just like magnetism is real. Have you ever played with a magnet? As a child or more recently? Huh? Have, have you? Especially, I mean, the, the big ones. The strong ones, oh, it's amazing. I mean, you can, you can, you, you can uh, astonish little children, you know, because you, you can put one like under the table or something and, and you can move stuff around and they're like, how's that moving? It's an invisible force, right? It's an in invisible force. And the amazing thing about it, we mentioned earlier, they have North Pole and South Pole. Well, if you turn them toward the same pole, it'll repel. You've seen that, right? You push them together, turn them loose, whoop, <laughs> especially if they're real strong. I mean, they'll, they'll shoot out. What, what separated them? Did you see anything? Did you smell anything? <laughs> no. What was it? An invisible force. No intelligent person says they don't believe in invisible forces, right? You just said you don't believe in gravity. You don't believe in electromagnetism. You don't believe in electricity. You don't believe in a whole host of things. It's real. But if you turn it around, what happens? Right? I mean, if you turn it to where there's opposite poles, it'll put, and if it's a strong magnet, man, it'll slap them together. Right? Boom. Isn't that exactly what happened? When the woman reached and touched, it was the connection. I mean that power, just like that. It just, right out of him. Right out of him, into her. Can you see that? It was unseen, but it's real. It's so real, Jesus stopped in his tracks. And when he said, who touched my clothes? Who touched my clothes? They said, Master, people's touching you everywhere. Well, why is something not happening with them? The anointing's there. Why? Why? Because there wasn't the force of faith to attract it. Oh, come on. Can you see that? Faith is real. I said faith is real. The power of God is real. And oh, man, when you mix faith with the power, you're going to have something happen. Come on. Can you see that? It's going to be an attraction. It's going to draw to you the thing you desire. It's going to pull into you the power that will heal you and make you whole. Somebody say, I believe. I believe. In, the power of God. in the power of God. I have faith. I have faith. And my faith works and, faith works. and receives from Him.
Hallelujah. That's it for today. We'll see you next time here in Faith School. I've got a victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390. 